You know what's great about the future, guys? It hasn't happened yet. We can write the future. Unless it's already been written. But then, well, then it's just the past. The, and then it's just yeah, the past. The past. <laughs> the, then, as we're writing it, it is the present. Yes. This is true. I never said I was going to make sense. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to this episode of the Mystery Cast right here on Tales of Earth, the show that we live stream every Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern. That's 12 p.m. where we are. And uh, <laughs> on twitch.tv slash comic story. And if you want to support us, you can support us by, you know, subscribing, following, donating, whatever on Twitch. Uh, you can also go to uh, <laughs> patreon.com slash comic story where you can support us there. You can also get early access to all kinds of things there. Uh, you can support us by getting some Tales of Earth merch, which I was the only one to wear today. I like it. Yeah, I can, can we point out how we're all wearing yeah. roughly the yeah. same color again? Uh, totally implanted. Through the link below, which I still have to say is going to be an amazing like soul band name. The link Welcome. below. The link below. Yes. I can hear it. I can hear yes, it. Yes, exactly. Yeah. I can hear it. Uh, I like am it. I missing anything? Uh, yes, we're also sponsored by G Fuel. Yes. Where you can use the code COMICS at checkout to save 10% off your order. Like you said. Like Dan said, Dan. Yes, where I am can they Dan. Find you? They can find me at Danty Producer on Twitter and Instagram or Silu91 on Twitch. Dandy. Which, for the funny thing, okay, <laughs> we all know how like unique Silu is. Dylan, our editor, actually messaged me on Discord the other night that he was in an Overwatch match and someone else had my name. Oh, no. And it was the first time I have ever seen it. And my response was, if it's random, I am offended. If it was someone who is, admires me, I am flattered. I am flattered. So we hope it's the also, last. Also, are those the only two options? Those are the yeah. only two. Okay. <laughs> Dandy? Still on Netflix? Gary? Yes, I am Brian the Andy <laughs> on Netflix. Um, a new season will be on there Thursday. Thursday? So. Yeah, it's Thursday. Uh, also, if you want to follow me on Instagram, also fire am the Andy on Instagram. Great. <laughs> our fun, fun fact of that, I've got stories left and right today. We had a tweet from uh, one of our viewers that was sending oh, us a yeah, picture yeah, yeah. for our D&D okay. campaign, our superhero yeah. one, which you can find on Comic Story and YouTube channel. Nice plug. Uh, thank you. Um, we also film it live every Thursday at this exact same Twitch channel, twitch.tv slash comic story. And, and they added someone with the screen name for I am the Andy. And it was just some random. Yeah, Andy, I'm, not, I'm not on and Twitter. He was liking everything and retweeting it. It was pretty funny. Nice. I'm not on anything but Instagram. So if you're messaging somebody else, that's not it. Be polite. It was funny, though. I'm Gary. Uh, you can find me on uh, YouTube at Film Circuit and Twitter at Film Circuit and Instagram at Northward Films. Feeling all right today? Yeah, I'm feeling all right. <laughs> feeling all right. Lights it's are like, really bright to I'm me today for some really reason. Good. <laughs> are you drunk? I'm feeling really good. No, it's something was in that uh, cold brew that I just, probably that I just drank. Yeah, I'm probably gluten. gluten. No, it's, uh, this, it's the PCP in the Starbucks cup. Oh, yeah, yeah this yeah, is true. Yeah. yeah, I think they actually... Took it seriously because they heard our mystery cast. They're like, "That's like, a good that's idea. A great idea. Why yeah, haven't we done PCP that yet?" PCP Chino. PCP. Ooh, yes. If certain drugs were legal, I think you'd have a business on your hands. But give it time, especially in Colorado. Get enough people to vote on it, and whatever. Give it time. All right, we are going to talk about predictions in history that came true. All right. <gasps> I said we're going to talk about it. I didn't mean right now. Uh, we'll get to it. We'll talk about yeah. it in the future. <laughs> I'm going to predict when we do. Uh, <laughs> so this comes from this list comes from Best Life. Uh, the re okay, recap. The reason we're doing this is because we wanted to do a Q and A, which we've never done on the show. We did one for Tales of Earth, but we've never done a Q and A for Mystery Cast, and nobody asked us questions. No. So no. We cues. had no cues no for cues. our A's. Yes, no A's. I suggest showing I my A. But nobody wanted me to. You mean your oh. scarlet A? Was that the letter? It was an A. I, think I believe so. so yeah, I think so. for adultery. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. it was for adultery. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm pretty okay. sure. Yeah. I never, I never read it. I just know it was the scarlet letter. Why not just call it the scarlet A? Remove the mystery. I guess maybe that's the mystery of the book. What is the letter? And you it's get not the until the very last like... page that they're like, "Oh, by the way, it was an it A." Was an <laughs> a. <laughs> by the way, it was an A. I forgot. What if you had different letters for different things? Like a scarlet D. Yes. For being a dick. <laughs> <laughs> no, don't trust that guy. <laughs> I imagine the elders are just like, yeah, put this on. 
Yeah, 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 yeah you need to wear that today. Just being a dick. <laughs> <laughs> got every letter of the alphabet here. Pick one. Every one. It applies to everybody. I mean, everybody's got a letter associated to them. So uh, <laughs> he's being a son of a bitch. Hold on. S S. I know it's in here. Well, we're gonna combine them. Why not just write out the word in scarlet letters? Oh, yeah. There's that one guy. He's just covered in them because he's just stupid. Paul. Keep having to hand out the six and the nine. What's wrong with Paul? He speaks his opinions. <laughs> Nobody asshole. likes them. So, yeah. Uh, yeah all right. So, yeah, 30 yeah. predictions in history that came true. Nostradamus is far from the only. I need to hold this up. I forgot my laptop. <sighs> anyway, Nostradamus is far from the only one who made a lucky guess about what the future has in store. Everyone from science fiction writers to billionaire tech gurus two animated sitcoms have been telling us what tomorrow holds and their track records have been surprisingly on the money. I bet they mean The Simpsons. Yeah. I'm it's sure. I'm sure. Because we did a similar topic. We did TV shows and movies that predicted the future. Now this is just mm. general uh, predictions. From the exact date of James Dean's death to a vision of cell phones before 1910, here are 30 predictions that nobody actually expected to come true and yet that's exactly what happened. <gasps> <gasps> It's almost like if you throw out enough predictions, mm -hmm. some of them might come true. I believe one day the world will end. <clears throat> true story. In about, what is it, like three billion years? I was going to say three. Three, <laughs> three years. <laughs> months. Based on the 2020 track record. <laughs> months. Yeah, we're looking at three years. That's about right. When's that's, it going to end? That's being three. gracious. That's years, gracious. months, decades, Days, hours. Maybe four. Yeah, who knows? <laughs> uh, we'll see. Uh, all right, number one, iPads, 1968. Of all the future predictions made in Stanley Kubrick's masterpiece, 2001, A Space mm. Odyssey, there's only one that mo that the movie got entirely right. It's not the lunar colonies or zero gravity steward stewardesses, but rather the tablet used by astronauts that look almost identical to today's iPads. As Arthur, author Arthur C. Clarke, the person who also helped make satellites a thing, uh, described it, uh, it in the 1968 novel of the same name. These devices were called news pads and could be plugged into the ship's information circuit to scan the latest reports from Earth. The postage stamp size rectangle would expand until it nearly filled the screen. When an astronaut had finished, he would flash back to the complete page and select a new subject for detailed examination. Unfortunately, neither Kubrick nor Clark lived to see the iPad get released in 2010. I thought it was 2009. I guess it was 2010. I don't know. So yeah, uh, um, I actually have never seen 2001 Space Odyssey, but I did know about this one. I have. And it's basically like- it's you incredibly got, boring. <laughs> like most of Stanley Kubrick's work. I'm just like, like he whispered to the microphone. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> just so nobody hears me. Yeah, I don't want to offend Dan, <laughs> I have something to tell you. It's top secret. Andy can't know about it. Neither That's can fair. anyone else. That's fair. <laughs> I'm just getting progressively louder, too. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but Here's uh, the secret! <laughs> well, what's interesting is there, there's a scene in the movie where the astronauts are sitting there like eating their lunches or their mm -hmm. trays, and mm -hmm. they have their iPads basically just right, sitting yeah. next to them. They're just watching the news while they eat. And it's... And it's an iPad shape. Yeah. It's yeah. just video playing and it's really cool. I mean, yeah. to be fair though, is that really predicting the future of people don't watch the a, news in their iPads? Well, that too. <laughs> like they're more of an app pad. Yeah. Uh, but like just a rectangular screen, I feel like has been in many different things. Or yes. is this like, well, Star Trek did a similar thing directly too. Directly yeah, like yeah, yeah. it. Like is I, this it, a, it's basically a full screen. So it's, it's like a rectangle that's just a full screen and they watch everything in like high definition. <laughs> it's just whatever you want. Which back then uh, was like six pixels. Yeah. High def. Uh, so uh, <laughs> it's actually a whole filmmaking topic. Nah. About, like how films translate to HD really well. Six yeah. and pixels like, per inch. <laughs> digi going digital actually like hurt us for a little while in terms of like quality. But anyway. Star Trek did a similar thing. So if you watch like Next Generation and on... Everything's done on like iPad, like basically, yeah, basically yeah, iPads and, and touch screens and. Yeah. But I mean, that's always so. been. People say that you know sci-fi can predict the future, but then on the other hand, you have people who enjoy sci-fi who are like tech geniuses who are more yeah. like, I could probably do that. That's yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Imagination so, so spurs it, on yeah, invention. Is it yeah. predicting or is it kind of 
self-predicting in a way because yeah. because they showed it in you proposed an idea exactly and then, somebody and then somebody's like oh yeah. yeah we could totally make oh, yeah. this a real thing oh, i mean absolutely. it might be 40 years from now right, but right. we could probably do it right. i mean give it a little bit more time and i'm sure tony stark iron man will be declared predicting the future because people are getting so intense with cosplays that it's <laughs> oh, gonna yeah, become yeah, yeah. a functional I actually suit. made a combat <laughs> armor yeah. suit i've seen some <laughs> crazy ones that like actually can do things that yeah, yeah it's just like that's insane yeah. so i put a, a little uh, reactor in my chest <laughs> and before i did that i put shrapnel next to my heart i wanted to make sure it's it was like, realistic i wanted to make sure it was realistic you, yeah, you didn't have to do the shrapnel wait i, didn't? I guess well, i didn't yeah i, guess <laughs> I got kicked out of san diego comic-con because i put a mini gun on mine <laughs> <laughs> made the war machine I'm sorry. like i was going for realism yeah <laughs> this on. bad boy spits out eight million rounds per second <laughs> super <Jesus>. expensive <laughs> yeah yeah super Eight expensive million rounds yeah, yeah, per yeah. second yeah you can't even tell oh man the one prediction <laughs> it, takes, it takes three days to load, to load one it. second of ammo yep. Yep. so yep. the one prediction i hope doesn't come true is that like all have you noticed lately it's very trendy that in sci-fi for the future all screens are like transparent I have Which noticed that. Yeah. I never like that. I, I, I would, I would think that would because you see them in other ones where they're like they're. Uh, it's almost even all like sci-fi. mathematicians are like I have to write yeah. out a problem, and it's like on a clear plastic. Well, yeah. blackboard yeah, essentially, yeah, yeah. but it's like that would throw me off. Like we yeah. can't write on use? both sides. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. Actually, it's like is this a five? Oh or no, it's an, an S. S. It's an S. It's both. Oh no. No, it's an eight if it's if they're yeah. Stop <laughs> using the light yellow marker. Nobody can read Nobody it. Nobody can read it. Um yeah, because the transparent screen, like we're gonna get to the yeah, future. Yeah. Someone's gonna really push for this. Mm -hmm. like we're gonna like, wow, this, this transparent screen, it's so futuristic. And it sucks. I can't see shit. <laughs> it's like I can't can we just see do holograms. Everyone's just, just going to be like, oh, I love this. Let me put my yeah, hand on yeah, it. Everyone's going to be like doing it. this thing, yeah. I just have to hold it against the wall so I can see it. Give it time. Oh, they'll be like, man. we made this case. It'll make it solid on the backside so that you can't see it. <laughs> How much does it cost? $8 million. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Eight million. $8 million. Uh, number two, cell phones, 1909. In the early oh, 20th wow. century, home telephones were still a relatively new innova mm -hmm. uh, innovation. It is true. Mm -hmm. So it was audacious for Nikola Tesla, an engineer, always comes back to Tesla, Son an engineer and inventor who bri briefly worked with Thomas Edison, who ripped him off. That's my addition. Uh, to and suggest an in 19... Gary's still angry yes. about that. Uh, I remember when it happened. Uh, in 1909, that someday people would be walking around with phones in their pockets. But as he explained to the New York Times, it will soon be possible to transmit wireless messages all over the world so simply that any individual can carry and operate his own apparatus. I mean, he was working on ways to do... Wireless sense, data transfer. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, that was yeah. one of his mm -hmm. things. Yeah. He wanted everything to be wireless. Wireless yeah. electricity, information, yeah. voice control. Like He really was looking into what was possible at the time. He had a fear of wires. Wires murdered his parents. My father was like, strangled by a wire. I was gonna go, he you mean by a, a person? No, no, just the wire. I was going to go with... I was going to go with just like a phobia. Yeah, no, no, no. Yeah, it's yeah, like yeah, Batman, yeah. but with wires. It's like... Uh, it's wire man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Batman with Very like bats. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. No. Yeah. What is well, I'm not sure if you knew, but Batman, uh, bats killed his parents. <laughs> bats actually. A really big gun-wielding bat. No, they all flocked together. You don't together even read like comics, Gary. The they actually formed a gun and, and shot another bat. Oh, man. I would love to see Batman with like the most random phobia. That'd be funny. That, that you just discover like you're yeah, yeah. you're in a high like just tense situation you need batman to pull through you're like batman we need to defuse this bomb and he's like there's a cricket can't do it yeah <laughs> he's like is that a cricket skeeve me like me out man yeah, i don't like it it's like what happened to, what happened to bats i don't know he just went away going ew 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 it's <laughs> weird okay number three president obama 1969 <laughs> predicting that the United that. yes, pred, uh, well no, it's supposed to say that. Oh, it is. Mm -hmm. Okay. Predicting that the United States would someday have an African American president, not that impressive. Predicting that the United States would have an African American president a full forty years before it happens, and picking his name as President Obama. Well, now I mean, you've got our attention. If he had said Obama, then I'd be like, it'd be more amazing. impressive. Yeah, yeah. 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 Two letters yeah. off. Yeah. Can we really call it a prediction? Uh. One, Obomi. 
Yeah, no, nah, two letters. Yeah. Yeah. I know how to spell Obama. Thank I'm you. just saying. Stand on Zanzibar, an award-winning 1969 science fiction novel set in 2010, was just two letters off the real future president's not-so-common last name. How do you begin to explain that? You tell us. Author John Brunner also uh, predicted DVRs, satellite news, terror threats, that's not anything new. Uh, and legal <laughs> marijuana, also probably a pretty safe prediction. But we still can't go get over that President Obama character. That's pretty amazing. Like that it's he would actually close, predict. Yeah. What was the uh, What was the name of the? Was it a novel? Yes. Stand on Zanzibar. Ah, I like that name. That is a pretty amazing prediction. Not only did he get the time period right. Right. But yeah. The, that like, is pretty impressive. That one. Yes. Yeah. That yeah. Is that's pretty, pretty solid. Yeah. That sounds like he uh, he did come back from the future, and was yes, like, like, and he was writing it down. He's like, if I make it too shit, accurate, how people are gonna know that I travel to the future? Actually, he was it was more of just a he was like, oh crap, oh, I should have smoked all that legal marijuana, all that legal. Was it uh, Obama, a bony, a bony, a bony, a bony? No, no, bony. Yes, bony. That was right. actually pretty cool. I like that. He's like, yeah. Bo, Bo Rat Obomi. <laughs> Bo Rat. <laughs> That's the guy's name. All right. Number four, credit cards, 1888. That's impressive, uh, actually. Yes, it is. Wait, when? 1888. Oh, wow. Okay. Uh, leave it to a college dropout turned science fiction author to come up with the idea for credit cards. The concept was first introduced in Edward Bellamy's 1888 novel, looking backward and as one character explains it each that person sounds like a novel written by someone from the future i think so uh <laughs> sorry uh and as one character explains it each person is given a physical punch card with which he procures well at the public storehouses because that's what we call it mm -hmm. uh mm -hmm. found in every community whatever he desires whenever he desires it this arrangement you will see totally ob uh obviates the necessity the necessity for small business transactions of any sort between individuals and consumers. Uh, it's a utopian vision of the future, though many credit card owners may disagree with that whole whatever he desires, whenever he desires it part, especially after last month's bill, whenever this was written. So it. So when, so, when was the, the novel came out? 1888. So the, the use of credit cards originated in the United States during the 1920s, but it was like individual places. Mm -hmm. yes. And then the most, the modern like, Credit card, credit card was 1950. Oh, damn. I, that actually goes back a lot further than I thought it did. Yeah. You know what? This guy truly did come from the future. And the reason why he wrote this was he was like, well, he, he paid for his time travel trip with his credit card. <laughs> and then like, they, sent him, they sent him the bill. Yeah. And he was like, oh, well, I'm not going back to the future. So I'm just going <laughs> to write about it. Guess I don't got that anymore. Uh, um, he dropped whoa. out of high school well, think, he or college I think he dropped out of college in the future there you mm -hmm. go yeah well if you think about it the idea of credit is very old yes you know it's like well I can't pay you but promissory I, notes yeah yeah or, exactly or yeah, yeah, so the actual yeah, yeah. idea yeah. of credit is very old yes but I mean obviously when we dedicated started, to a card yeah dedicating use, it to a yeah. card that you yeah. could use at an I, I guess I mean, how irritating would that have been in the yeah, 1920s, though? You're like, I got five, but they only go to Walmart, Target, like, or the equivalent, yeah. obviously. They weren't around back well, then. Well, I remember but, uh, even when I was a kid, like, but you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> yeah. my parents had, like, the JCPenney card. Yes. And it was it was still a thing. Yeah. Yeah. Not yeah. nowhere near as common now because a credit card is just a credit card. Right. They still um, try and sell it to you. Oh, they do. Oh, okay. yeah, yeah. It's like, Absolutely. well, do you have yeah. a Kohl's card? I yeah. don't need an individual card for this store. Yeah. No, I don't come here that often. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, all right, number five, we'd have 30 of these. So, number five, oh, the moon landing. I'll stop making comments. No, don't stop making comments. No, it's too late. Keep going. Did I offend you? Well, no, there's just a lot, and I feel like Jesus we won't get through them all. Wept, no, Jesus, you know what? Wept, I'm if we don't get through today. all of them, that's fine. Nobody asks us any fine. cues anyway. Bunch of A's. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, go. <laughs> the moon landing, 1865. To be fair, a lot of fiction imagined, uh, a lot of fiction imagined, uh, what it might be like if human beings were capable of flying to the moon. But mm -hmm. from Earth to the Moon, uh, a, an 1865 novel by author Jules Verne got closer with more of the details than most. Sure, the general premise was kind of silly. A giant cannon fired a manned projectile into space, but he wrote about the I love the 1800s version of space travel. <laughs> 
All right, we load him in a big bullet. We put it in a big cannon. We launch his ass yes. into space. And the big bullet's going to be loaded by a big strong man yeah. with a big twirly mustache. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. I love the idea back then. Oh, my gosh. Uh, they will travel about 40,000 leagues <laughs> in that direction. That way. That way. <laughs> Up. Yes. And then when they land on the giant ball of cheese... They'll bring us back cheese. They'll bring us They'll back bring cheese, us yes. back cheese. Uh, that was solid science back then. Yeah, it was. It was pretty good. Uh, yeah, I got a PhD for that. <laughs> but he wrote about the weightlessness that astronauts experienced, mm. something an author in okay. the mid-19th century would have no way of knowing. Yeah, yeah. that's true. Although it could be theorized because if the celestial bodies, as they were once called, nice. uh, <laughs> were orbiting the planet, like we could still observe yeah, our solar you assume, system. You, could, yeah, sure. you have to assume that like you go far enough away from the earth. Right. There's going to be changes pe- pe- in gravity. Things float. Yes. Things Obviously, float. Yeah. Exactly. I always like the idea that right, like Edgar Rice Burroughs and them came up with, which is that where there were like whole civilizations on the moon. Yeah. Or like yeah. Mars or Venus or I think Venus that was before they really yeah, understood yeah. like atmosphere. Yeah, exactly. And, <laughs> it was just like yeah. this whole fantasy realm just happened to be on this other planet. Yes. With moon apes and princesses and crap. Well, that was, uh, uh, what was it? Uh, moon princess. It was. That's uh, John, I mean, John Carter. John Carter, yeah. same kind of thing. Yeah. Same thing. Yeah. Like, because when you looked at Mars, uh, a lot of the darker areas looked like oceans. They looked like rivers. Right. They looked like, so the idea was that there yeah. was a whole civilization. There. Yeah. 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 Yeah, and it lo- it's a lot it more red, interesting than barren it, wastelands. Right. Well, it was red, so it looked hot. It just looked like yeah, a yeah. desert. So there's a lot of, yeah. Uh, Vern also predicted that there would be three astronauts on that first moon mission, though his astronauts never actually walked on the moon, uh, and that Tampa, Florida would be the launch site, the Apollo 11 mission launched from the Kennedy Space Center. In New okay, so he didn't get every detail right. No way. Sure, I mean, but I mean, it's still like... 60 years before it ever happened. At the same time, right? I mean, in a way, the... Yes. Uh, what year was it? The quote, 1865. Like, oh, like 100 yeah, years before 100 it happened. Yeah, 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 before it happened. Because you said that he okay, said the years. first mission, they would not land on the moon, correct? That's what I heard you say just then? Uh, no, they didn't walk. No, 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 they no. didn't actually like walk the, That's on what the I'm moon. saying. Yes, they went like, to the moon in the story. Okay. They yeah, but they the didn't moon. actually get yes. out and walk Because I was going to yeah. say, like, if he said just simply to the moon, technically and we did, around it. Yeah, we, we did like, yeah, uh, right. we Orbited went around it, it yeah, a couple yeah. times before going, all right, maybe let's try landing. Why not? <laughs> like, do we want to land? Like NASA called out to him, like, you guys want to land? No balls. Hell, we won't. In my mind, it's a steering wheel. <laughs> I'm turning this thing around. <laughs> oh, my God. Dark side or light side? Who <laughs> okay. All right, number six, the sinking of the Titanic, 1898. 14 years before the ill-fated Titanic hit an iceberg while en route to New York, killing 1,517 people in the icy Atlantic, author Morgan Robertson opened a tragedy at sea tale called Futility, or the Wreck of the Titan, in which another supposedly unsinkable boat sank after hitting an iceberg. The similarities are truly creepy right down to the name of the boat, Titan, but as Titanic scholar Paul Hare explained in an interview, uh, Robertson was uh, far from a prophet. He, quote, he was someone who wrote about maritime affairs. Hayer said he was an experienced seaman <laughs> and he saw ships as getting very large <laughs> and the possible danger that one of these behemoths would hit an iceberg. It'd be funny if the main characters in novels were named Jack and Rose. That would be pretty good. That would be pretty good. Then they're just predicting the movie. Yeah, <laughs> right. The movie of the Titanic. I so, will give that guy that credit. Would be, That's pretty good though. Oh yeah, that one. That's that one's amazing. close, but at the same time, based on the, because uh, you said this one was only like fourteen years, fourteen years yeah. before. It sounds more like a very educated guess right now. That well, would be no, like because I mean yeah. he knew about maritime things, so obviously I mean it's not predicting to say that an ocean liner right. could sink. Right. Or could hit an iceberg. Could hit an exactly. iceberg. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's you know that's not really yeah. a prediction. It's more of if like he said it. It was around this time. That would be impressive because we don't have many icebergs. I know. Well, <laughs> so it would be like be pretty impressive. They're like, yeah. Where is it? Where is it? <laughs> Damn it! Oh the, god. Yeah. The equivalent. Bring it around. <laughs> the equivalent would be uh, like like a moon lander accidentally crashing on the moon. Mm-hmm. Like hmm. I mean, it's it's the equivalent. Like, yeah, yeah. We're going to the it's moon. It's probably it's something that's happening. Happen. Now the fact happen, that he named yeah. his ship Titan instead of Titanic—that's pretty, pretty, pretty good. Yeah, but so that I mean, give it to yeah, him. Yeah. Well, that, I mean, whoever read the story while they were building the Titanic might have named it because of that. Yeah. Yeah. Which yeah, exactly. I don't know if I would name my ship after the ship in a story where the ship well, sank. Or it was actually one of those ones where he didn't name it after it, like 
willingly it was yeah, more yeah. of the like subconscious yeah, thing. he was yeah, like yeah. what should i name this and like in the back of his head he heard titan or titan titan it's like titan titan ish titan ick Ooh, titanic, titanic. Yeah. <laughs> also who goes on a cruise through the atlantic during the winter seriously rich people stupid rich people <laughs> Well, it was also, you know what also I want to see on this cruise? People on that ship, icebergs. Why? Let's go to the tropics. <laughs> there were English and Stupid Irish. Stupid English, Scottish, yeah, and one American. That's All true. right, so <laughs> number seven, <laughs> which also he happened to be it. the protagonist <laughs> of, the movie, of the movie, not of the Titanic. Yes. <laughs> yeah, no, <laughs> we just say he's the protagonist amongst this crowd. Yes, oh, that must guy. be Jack. <laughs> Very American name. Very American look. You uh, have no money, so you relate to most Americans. So, yeah. It's kind of like how uh, whenever you watch, like, anime, you're like, who's the protagonist? And they go through, and there's one guy with massive hair that's completely different color, and you're like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's all clearly is that guy. Yeah. That's how I pictured them when they got onto the Titanic. They were bringing everyone in, and it was like, well, it's, I mean, it was the same thing with, like, traditional comic book characters. It was like, who's the protagonist? Who's wearing red, blue? Usually and, red and blue. Yeah, primary yeah. colors. Primary yeah, colors, yeah, yeah. 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 And if you're wearing green or purple, you were usually bad. Which makes sense. So, all right. <laughs> People who wear purple are bad. No, ours is no, like a deeper red. red. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not purple. Yeah, it's yeah, like yeah, red. Yeah. All right, number seven. Organ transplants, 1660. Oh, damn. That's the, pretty good. The first major organ transplant happened in 1954, but chemist Robert Boyle had already predicted its arrival more than 300 years earlier. Uh, I believe back in his day, he, they were called alchemists. Uh, Boyle, who was often called the father of modern chemistry, created a wish list for the future, imagining all of the advances that awaited humanity in the coming years. Almost all of his predictions have come true, including his belief that one day science would be able to cure all diseases by transplantation. Sure, we haven't quite cured all diseases mm-hmm. just yet, but uh, organ transplants have made some deadly diseases less deadly. The fact that he made this prediction in 1660 when the medical world knew so little about yeah. how internal organs actually worked is kind of incredible. That is pretty impressive. That little is very impressive. Know. Yeah, little They probably looked know. at him like he was an insane person. Oh, as they usually do yeah, yeah, yeah. when you're a visionary. Yeah. I just picture they had the wish list over time and they were like, so he asked for this stuff, can you do it? And then some people are like, Try it's this. like a wish list through time. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, there was so, probably so, some yeah, yeah. dummy who was like, what does he want us to do? Shove our organs down each other's mouths? <laughs> Rip them yeah, out of our living bodies? Means. And then someone yeah. else was like, let's try it. Let's try it. <laughs> let's try it. Right? What's the worst that could happen? What I love about... We just okay. got to take the other one out first. <laughs> Science and discovery used to be really wild. Like, yes. It was oh, crazy. Yeah. And yeah, you could get away with a lot like how JPL started, Jet Propulsion Laboratory yeah. started. They were running experiments in their dorm. They nearly blew up their dorm. And sure. then instead of being penalized, which I'm sure in some way they were. They probably they, weren't. They were some, on some They were level. like, we're mad. That's kind of cool. Yeah. Basically what they said was, <laughs> all right, you guys, you students, like we're going to give you a farm to go work in. Yeah. Keep yeah. doing yeah. what you're doing. And you just don't hear that nowadays. Like everything's so regulated and like just mm-hmm. everybody has such a tight grip on discovery mm-hmm. that you can't just like shove your organs in other people. <laughs> I like ancient science because it was like, what's that? You're dizzy, you say? Leeches. Leeches. Leeches and cocaine. <laughs> yeah. Have fun. Oh, you have Blood a headache, letting. not a problem. Cocaine. <laughs> have you tried the healing properties of heroin? Yes. It's and then quite eventually nice. they were like, oh, you need to sleep? Oh, we'll try this. Here's a club. Mm. Just smack yourself yes. in the head. Yeah. Really <laughs> hard. That doesn't days. work. I have a bottle of ether. Ether. <laughs> Uh, what is ether? What was it? Uh, it was I. Th- I think it was like an early form of like anesthetic chloroform. or chloroform okay, or that yeah, sort of okay. thing. It basically <laughs> knocked you out. Yeah, it's essentially like an alcohol that's uh, so strong that yeah. when you inhale it, the it, fumes mess with the chemical nature of your brain, kind of suffocating yeah. it in a way. Hmm. Good times. Good it was times. really healthy. Yeah. <clears throat> Number eight, the internet, eighteen ninety eight. Oh wow! No, it wasn't Al Gore who invented the internet. But the first person to dream about the uh, possibilities of a globally connected community is just as surprising. Mark Twain imagined such a future in his 1898 short story from the London Times of uh, of 1904, where he introduced readers to something called a uh, telectroscope that used... like old names for things. (laughs) Telectroscope. 
uh, to use the phone system to create a worldwide network for sharing information. This innovation, Twain wrote, would make the daily going, doings of the globe visible to everybody and audibly discussable too by hmm. witnesses separated by any number of leagues. Uh, the next time you use Twitter and YouTube, always remember that the guy who wrote Adventures of Huckleberry Finn thought of it first. Yes. And that's actually pretty close, too. Yeah. I'll give it to him. Uh, number nine, the atomic bomb, 1914. Uh, again, pretty close. I mean, science is booming at this point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. The first atom bomb was dropped in Hirosh- uh, Hiroshima, Japan on August 6, 1945. The second one was dropped on Nagasaki a few days later. But the first fictional atomic bomb was dropped in H.G. Wells' 1914 novel, uh, The World Set Free. Though the book was published at least 30 years before the... Uh, geniuses at the Manhattan Project began trying to create the ultimate weapon, Wells managed to capture the devastating effects of an atomic explosion. Quote, perished museums, cathedrals, palaces, libraries, galleries of masterpieces, and a vast accumulation of human achievement whose charred remains lie buried. He wrote, a legacy of curious materials that only future generations may hope to examine. So he imagined a really big bomb. I don't know yeah. if that's predicting the atomic bomb. Considering yeah, yeah. bombs already existed, I think yeah. it's pretty assumed yeah. that, that we would create go, a bigger bomb. Let's do it really, really yeah, big. Yeah, bomb. yeah, yeah. Well, so big, and we've talked about it before that they didn't know it would stop. Yeah, it's like a fifty-fifty chance that we could end the universe, or you know, which I mean, I like those odds. Win the war, so <laughs> it's not bad. Uh, number ten, movie streaming, eight, 1987. Back in nineteen eighty-seven, called it Netflix. That would be pretty impressive. Uh, how about? It'd have to be close. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, pick like, flicks. Be, pick flicks, yeah, something like that. That's what I But instead voters. of an X, it's a C. Yes. Exactly. All right. Back in 18, or 1987, Omni Magazine interviewed the popular movie critic Roger Ebert and asked him to predict the future of cinema. It was an ambitious request for a guy whose job involved rating films by putting uh, this thumb up or down, but he took a stab at it. Quote, we will have high-definition widescreen television sets and a push-button dialing system to order the movie you want at the time you want it, he said. Mm. You'll not go to a video store, but instead order a movie on demand and then pay for it. Uh, Video cassette tapes as we know them will now be obsolete, both for showing uh, pre-recorded movies and for recording movies. Two thumbs up for that prediction. That's Yeah, that was wildly accurate. Yeah, that's pretty accurate. Uh, The... The founder of Netflix, that was actually his dream from the beginning, was live streaming. But he knew when he started it that the internet couldn't support it. Right, yeah, I was going to say at the time, there definitely would have been no way. So he basically did an alternate version where you could just order the DVDs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then when when the average internet connection became strong enough, he launched Netflix. Smart man. Yeah, very smart. Bob Netflix. Good old Bob. Uh, 11, Greenhouse Effect, 1917. Alexander Graham Bell, better known uh, to most people as the inventor of the telephone, made a surprising warning in a 1917 paper. The unchecked uh, burning of fossil fuels would, quote, have a sort of greenhouse effect, he wrote, and it would eventually cause the Earth to become a sort of hothouse. What shall we do, he wondered in a piece for National Geographic, when all the oil oil and coal dries up. His suggestions, alcohol as an alternative fuel and devices. Oh. <laughs> it was like his suggestion is <laughs> his alcohol. alcohol. Just start drinking. Just start drinking. You know, just start drinking and watch the world burn. It'll be fine. <laughs> his suggestion. Crack a gold one and just watch the world burn. He's uh, like, I don't know. I'm just a scientist. <laughs> He's like, grr, 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 grr. <laughs> cheers, world. <laughs> That'd be hilarious yeah. if that's what he said. <laughs> Sorry, keep going. Alcohol is an alternative fuel and devices that would collect solar power from sunlight and use it as an energy source. I bet oh, we have those. Solar cells were invented in the late 1800s. So the, the technology existed. Yeah, was yeah. Not very efficient. No, it wasn't. Not yeah. like now. Yeah. yeah. Uh, his ideas didn't get much traction at the time, but 100 years later, global warming is the center of a worldwide debate. Yes. It's climate change. That is true. Yeah, global yeah, warming. No well, global, global warming is a side effect of, yeah, climate change. That's why they... I know, but if yeah, we say... I have learned that if you say global warming, people start going... You sound like but a crazy person. it was cold person. this year. And that means global warming isn't real. <laughs> yeah. Yes, of course. I've Everybody heard that argument that. so oh, many I, I times it's, it's just like... Well, and what global I love, okay, warming, so what it's I love. 15 degrees outside yeah. right now. It's like, yeah. Really? And you usually hear it from one particular political party because apparently science... Uh, is a polarizing topic for some reason. Well, we don't even have opinions. the polarizers anymore. <laughs> What'd you say? I said science is opinions. 
Uh, these days, every, everything is opinion-based these days. Yep. It does not matter what facts yep. say. Anyway. And it's left or right. You have to pick a side. Yes. One or the You have to pick a side. I'm actually in the up party. <laughs> up with life. Okay, so James Dean's death, 1955. When actor James Dean died in a car crash at the young age of 23, nobody saw it coming. Nobody, that is, but his fellow uh, thespian Alec Guinness. As the future Thanks. Jedi Obi-Wan? master... And... Obi-Wan? Yeah. Oh, I wow. didn't realize him and James Dean were I didn't know friends. they were friends, actually. Yeah, yeah. yeah. As the future uh, Jedi master, Guinness played the Ben, ben Kenobi in Star Wars movies. Uh, also, I did some research on when A New Hope was added to the movie. Interesting facts. Um, uh, he met Dean only once at a Hollywood restaurant. Dean showed off his new car to Guinness, dragging uh, or bragging that it could reach speeds of 150 miles per hour. Quote, some strange thing came over me, Guinness recalled. I said, please do not get into that car because if you do, by 10 o'clock at night, uh, next Thursday, you'll be dead. That's a very accurate. Wow. He's like, that and then, sounds like he's going to kill his friend. He's like, <laughs> and then at nine o'clock on Thursday, I went and cut his brake lines. <laughs> Guinness was like, I couldn't just, look like a fool. <laughs> Guinness didn't just predict the Rebel Without a Cause's star's death, but the exact date, September 30th, 1955, it would happen. Wow. That is creepy. That's, 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 that's a little too specific for it. That like it kind of implies maybe there was something or it going could be on. It the could force. Be one, it could also be one of those things where because this is obviously after yes. the fact. Al, you know, Alec Guinness could have been like, "Yeah, I told him it was going to happen." Mm-hmm. You know, I predicted the day. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, he probably said something to the effect of like, "Yeah, you can go to don't get in the car. You're probably going to die because yeah, of like, it." I'm, and then a and generalization then like yeah, yeah, by next after. Thursday. Right? Yeah. 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 Actually, you I won't just, even I last a week. Uh, he yeah, was no, trying to right. hit on a girl and totally was like, pretty. well, I predicted it. I even guessed the date correctly. It was a Thursday. It'd be funny no if that deal. was what would like <laughs> and impress then he was a girl. Like, He's like totally predicted my friend's death. But then he was death. like, you know, so my next like, prediction see you later. was I, uh, I saw you in my bed tomorrow morning <laughs> at 10 a.m. <laughs> That'd be pretty good. Smooth one. I mean, if it works. Smooth line on it. Uh... Number 13, Smart Homes, 1999. Oh, come on. Is this a prediction? It's 1999, people. Bill Gates didn't become nothing one of the after, richest people I think after 92 counts as prediction. It's true. Declare. I mean, it's true. <laughs> Bill Gates didn't become one of the richest people alive without bold and risky ideas. Back in 1999, he made a dozen predictions, all of which seemed uh, preposterous at the time, but some of which eventually came to pass. One forecast in particular seemed especially outrageous, even as we approached a new millennium. Constant video feeds of, uh, of your house will become common, Gates wrote, which inform you when somebody visits while you are not home. It's just wireless surveillance. That's not really a prediction. That's just, see, I have an idea. Yeah, I like, feel like when it's someone like this saying it's a prediction is more of a, uh, well, it kind of is because this person's clearly going to try and yeah, make like working work on it in yeah. some way. Yeah. Like it's, it's one of those That's ones like, where it's like you have the resources. You've clearly done stuff that you're like, you're capable of making some yeah. of this happen. Yes. Yes. Well, it's like obviously saying, it's okay. high, there's a high chance of it working because right. he might do it or someone else might go, oh, I'm not letting him do it first. Yeah. It would be I like, got to be first. Yeah. It'd be like saying, <clears throat> so by the year 2050, someone's going to land on Mars. Mm-hmm. And then ni- or 2045 rolls around, somebody lands on Mars. And then someone says like, oh, they predicted it. And yeah. they're only five years off. So by 2050, somebody's going to land on Mars. Put this on your BuzzFeed. <laughs> Also, by 2035, I'm nuking it. Mars. By when? 2035. Okay. Luckily, we won't. Part of your terraforming (laughs) initiative, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You got to start a clean slate. (laughs) Because it's not already. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Got to start a clean slate, and we need some of the residual radiation. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. For something. And luckily, we don't don't have to worry about overpopulation, because, you know, the 2020 will just kind of... Destroy it, yeah, and yeah, by yeah. the time oh, we get goodness. to 2050, we'll yeah. have rebuilt the population, and we'll realize, oh, we should probably terraform Mars. We should leave. <laughs> get that guy who suggested nuking it 15 years ago. <laughs> uh, number 14, autocorrect fails. 
1994. What the puck? Uh, the Simpsons made a lot of eerily accurate predictions duck. about the future. They jokingly claimed that Donald Trump would become president, for one thing, but every mm. so often the show actually helped change the course of history. It happened in 1994 in an episode where uh, Kearney asks his fellow bully to take a memo on his Newton, Apple's early attempt at personal digital assistance. But when the bully <laughs> writes down, beat up Martin, the device translates his handwriting as eat up Martha. <laughs> Also two decades later, uh, Nitin Ganatra, Apple's former director of engineering for iOS applications, claimed that this mortifying moment inspired the new and improved iPhone software. Quote, if you heard people talking and they used the words eat up Martha, it was basically a reference to the fact that we needed to nail the keyboard. Maybe Literally. We, yeah, let's, let's choose different wording here. <laughs> he said, we needed to make sure the next input works. Sure you did. On this thing, otherwise... I'll give you some input. <laughs> otherwise, here comes the eat up Marthas. Let's move on. I'm just going to say, for the record, some of the things that autocorrect changes is the most bizarre thing. Because I have wrote written you have wrote V, mm-hmm. and for some reason, it keeps wanting to put it as three, but only with one E. I don't think that's a word. Thre. It's old English and for every time. Three. I'm just like, why? Why do this? I don't know? I don't know. I don't know. Or it'll use words I've literally never yeah. used. It's like, did you mean this? I have never meant that. Yeah. <laughs> Google keyboard. I don't even know what that means. <laughs> Uh, number 15, Darth Vader is Luke Skywalker's dad, 1978. Most people in the late 70s wouldn't have recognized David Prowse's face, but he helped create one of the most famous movie characters of all time. He was Darth Vader, the man behind the mask, and after Star Wars became a huge phenomenon, he was hounded by fans and reporters looking for clues not just about Vader, but the future of the sci-fi franchise. During one appearance in Berkeley, California in 1978, he was asked about a possible sequel, and he spilled the beans in a big way, revealing that he uh, that we'd learn in the new movie that Darth Vader was actually Luke Skywalker's father. It was a bombshell all right, and probably the world's biggest spoiler. But there was just one problem. At the time he said it, an early draft of The Empire Strikes, Strikes Back didn't mention anything about Darth and uh, Luke's familial connection. That plot point Wasn't didn't that... come until much later. I thought that was like purposeful. Like it was a only word of mouth thing to prevent people from being able to find pretty, out. But even Plus the actor sounds like know. a Mark Ruffalo thing of spoiling. Mark Ruffalo or the Tom internet Holland. though. Nobody, yeah, you can't spread as quickly. You couldn't, yeah. Like he you said it to so the down, 30 yeah. dudes in that room. The well, that's actually nerds. why it didn't spread was as they were leaving, they were like, sorry, guys. That's not allowed to get out. You're yeah. going to Area 51. <laughs> it's like in, uh, what, was, what year did Empire Strikes Back come out? 83? 83. 83. No, uh, were, Empire was 80. 80. Yeah. Okay. People were very confused when Episode 5 was at the uh, front of the title. Sure. Yeah. Because you went from just Star Wars to... Star Wars Episode Five. Everyone's mm-hmm. like, "Do we miss something?" There's, there's a real conspiracy. Really, there's a really, Where's the other? There's movie? a really interesting story. George all didn't that, have yeah. a count. That was the problem. <laughs> He's like, "We're on Episode this many." Uh, <laughs> yeah, she was going for the high five and didn't hear the question. They're like, "Oh, it's number five. And he's like, "Got it. Sure. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Got it." <laughs> you guys all had the great ideas anyway, so. Uh, Sixteen digital photography, nineteen hundred. John F. Elsworth Watkins, oh my goodness, that's going to be my son's next middle name, uh, was an engineer who his was... next middle name. Do you keep Elf- changing Elfrith. it? At his, age 13, it's a rite of passage. When I have another son, when I have another son, his middle name will be Elfrith. So oh, sure. your next son, not your son's yes, yeah, next yeah, yeah, yeah. middle name. Yeah, my next son. Yeah, yeah. I keep changing it on him. He'll Every never, six he'll months, know. just to See, confuse him. this kind of talking is why it ended up being episode five. True. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, was uh, this dude was an engineer who was pretty sure he knew where the world was heading and shared his thoughts with Ladies Home Journal in 1900. <laughs> many, to me. many of his predictions never came true. Mosquitoes and house, house flies haven't gone extinct. A good thing oh, because be there are a lot of animals that depend on them. No. And college educations aren't free, unfortunately. But he got some right with startling accuracy, like the advent of digital photography. Photographs, or quote, photographs will reproduce all of nature's colors, he wrote, and they could be transmitted from any distance. If there be a battle in China a hundred years hence, I miss the way we used to talk, snapshots of its most striking events will be published in the newspapers an hour later. Cameras around the world will be connected electrically with screens at opposite ends of circuits thousands of miles at a span. The only thing he didn't see coming was our tendency to use this amazing technology to take endless selfies. It's true. Like how the internet and, became porn and, and yay, cat pictures. 
Though <laughs> the tweens will use long <laughs> sticks <laughs> to hold it. People don't use sticks their in the digital, future. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> no, no, I'm predicting here. To hold their digital devices. Oh. How did maps come up? Forthwith from their bodies. <laughs> I got nothing. I don't know. Oh, you saying the uh, the missing how the old speak after yeah. the Hence autocorrect? With. I'm like, I, I really want a ye old autocorrect that just autocorrects to young. everything. Everything. To old. Oh, yes. It should be an English to ye olde translator. Oh, that would be amazing. That would be a really awesome thing. Awesome. Ye old translator. There probably is. Somebody probably did it. On oh, yeah. Google. Well, if they do it now, we predicted, predicted it. Yes. That's right. We predicted it. Gross. <laughs> 17. Blogging. 1835. How could a 19th century Russian prince possibly have predicted the age of blogging? He's a time traveler. Well, not only did Vladimir Odevsky Someone found imagine, his journal and he was like, no, I meant for this to be public. Yes. <laughs> it's called <laughs> blogging. <laughs> ye old blogging. Why do you keep calling it ye old? Why is everybody We're calling it We're in the old. old. <laughs> Imagine such a thing. It's ye present blogging. <laughs> back ye then. present. Oh, man. Uh, the renowned philosopher, composer, and science fiction writer might have invented it more than 100 years before the internet even launched. In uh, 1835 novel uh, title, in his 1835 novel titled Year 4338, Got a little off. He attempted to predict that the world would what the world would look like in 2,500 years. Adevsky wrote that houses would be connected by means of magnetic telegraphs that would allow people to live far from each other to communicate. Who live far from each other to communicate? Each house would publish a daily journal or newsletter, uh, provide information about the host's good or bad health, family news, different thoughts and comments, small inventions, invitations to receptions, and share it with the world. In other worlds, in other words oversharing with strangers via technology yeah i mean yeah yeah i mean that, I that actually does burger. sound like someone found his diary or journal and was like no this was my book that i'm writing it's about me it's, <laughs> don't worry about the overshares about me writing about my first pube that uh <laughs> i bet sorry my ye old first pube <laughs> That's what I picture a Russian prince writing about. No? Oh, is that man. is that not what people write about in journals? I never did that. So I wouldn't know. I journaled like thoughts, not like my life. I never wrote it all like, today I did. Blah, blah, blah. It was mm -hmm. always just like Dear Jano. These are the things I'm thinking. It was like idea for book. Dear. A Titan walks through the water, trips on iceberg, drowns. Hmm. Big boat? Question mark? Yeah. Big boat. <laughs> Needs revisions. <laughs> uh, the Chicago 18, the Chicago Cubs winning the World Series in 1993. When the Chicago Cubs oh, finally won a World one. Series in 2016 after a 107-year drought, almost nobody saw it coming. Nobody, that is, except for a high school student living in California in the early, 19, in the early 90s. Mike Lee, a diehard Cubs fan and student at Mission Viejo High School, uh, was so confident. I have some family who lives there. Uh, who was so confident that he knew when the Cubs would win that he included it under his senior photo in the school's 1993 class yearbook. Oh, wow. Chicago Cubs, 2016, he wrote. That's pretty impressive. That is very that's impressive. That's incredibly impressive. Time World traveling. champions, you heard it first here. Uh, oh, that's actually the whole quote. So Chicago Cubs, 2016, world champions, you heard it here first. Mm. His <laughs> pal, what? I was going to say, little do you know... He is a time traveler, and this was his test run, whether or not going back in time and knowing the, knowing the result of sports uh, would change things. That's a pretty good idea. So very innocuous, then. Mm -hmm. Do something that changes, like, yeah. Oh, interesting. His pal Marcos Meza, a Dodgers fan, remembered the quote all these years later, and when the Cubs took it all in tw uh, 2016, he shared the prediction with the world. I thought it was so funny that I never forgot it, Meza says. Uh, GPS 1993. That's, I yeah. think we're gonna skip this one. I'm sorry. Like, global, global, they were like, Hey, so someone else will tell you directions while you're going there. <sighs> GPS systems were already in use in the military, yeah. touch mm -hmm. screens also already in use. Imagining combining the two into a small device, not really a prediction, yeah, yeah, just yeah. an idea for a device. Some general was like. Can I put this in my car? <laughs> They're like, yeah, what should we call it? I don't know. I would be going on a quest of sorts, and I would need a map. 
a map. <laughs> uh, You're like, right, Google Maps. <laughs> What's Google? What's a Google? Ah, ah, I don't know. It sounded good. <laughs> Earbuds. Oh, man. 1953. That's not, uh, there's not much in Ray Bradbury's 1953 dystopian novel, Fahrenheit 541, that we mm-hmm. wanted to come true someday. But there's one detail that we're glad became a reality. Are we in the society of Bradbury's book? They are obsessed with entertainment and need to be constantly distracted by mass media. Mm -hmm. Hmm. Many of them do so with little seashells filling their ears with an electronic ocean of sound of music and talk and music and talk. They sound just like today's something. What? I thought they might've gotten 451 swapped because that's the more famous book. Fahrenheit 451. Uh, there's, I think there have been a few Fahrenheit's. Right. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Like, yeah. It was close like, enough yeah, yeah, of yeah. number that I was like, wait a second. I didn't know that there was a 541. Yeah. Mm. Uh, they sound just like today's wireless earbuds, except with way more government mind control. Well, duh. Or is there not? Yeah. You wouldn't, Little did you, you wouldn't know. know. You wouldn't know if there was government mind control in your earbuds. Yeah. There's sub. That's the point of government. You know what? That would actually be genius. Sub-frequencies yeah. in headphones. Yeah. That We've are already talked based. about uh, subliminal messaging from the U.S. government. We've proven that they've tried it in the past, and we cannot believe for a second that we cannot believe for a second that the U.S. government isn't all still trying to do that, yeah. or any government for that matter. I mean, let's be honest. If if you had it at one point, usually. You know, you advance on things and get to a point that it works. Mm. Well, it's like uh, like the Stargate program, remote viewing. Yeah. Like, as far as we know, they shut the project down or it became such a success that they scrubbed any evidence of yep. it and mm-hmm. kept it going. So they were like, that. you know what? If we put this in a really long document, people won't read it. And then they can't get mad at us for remote viewing. Their they're, still, they're still working on that telepathic spy cat thing, too. And laser sharks. And laser sharks. So what you're saying is, if you make it too long to read, no one will read it. Exactly. Yeah, it's like terms and conditions. Yeah, ex- like guys. It's actually, that was yeah, the joke. Terms and conditions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's I, like uh, how some, oh, yeah, like some terms and conditions. Saying, yeah, yeah. I actually agree. These the, uh, terms and conditions. Like I believe there are a couple where people have been like, "Oh yeah, I won ten thousand dollars because I read the terms and conditions," and at one point it said. Send us a letter if you read this, and we'll give you ten thousand. If you actually read this, yeah, yeah there. That's actually a thing for the record. So you very well experienced up. and careful lawyers are making bank. Well, I mean, they are anyway. But yeah. Whatever. Yeah. Subscribe. Subscribe. <laughs> All right. Twenty-one online shopping. Nineteen sixty-seven. Few people saw the short film 1999 AD when it first came out in 1967, which is a shame because it showcased a house of tomorrow that feels very much like the house of today. From push-button kitchens to fingertip shopping to electronic correspondence machines, it accurately predicted many modern conveniences that we take for granted in 2019 or 2020. Such an old article. Uh, and for a deeper look at what uh, at what that time was like. Okay, you can follow another article. So it predicted did, did he on, predict a red button that would order one specific item when you pressed it? Do you guys remember right. that? No. Amazon came out oh, with yeah, a button. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. The wireless would, button? Yeah, like, it was the wireless tied. button that more, it would, yeah. like, dedicated to one item so you could, like, have it in your cabinet. So, like, if you ran out of something, you wouldn't forget it. You would just go click, and it I would order. I don't remember that at all. It was, yeah. it was all over their banners, and they were yeah. advertising. I don't it. remember yeah. that at all. I think was... the ad had a song. I don't know. But I remember seeing the commercial and then jokes afterwards of people being like, click, 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 <laughs> click, 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 click. <laughs> Walk into your buddy's house, you're like, tied, 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 yeah. tied, tied. Guys, baby wipes, baby wipes, baby guys, wipes. 400 boxes of Captain Crunch cereal showed up <laughs> in my house today. Oh, man. All right. So 22, Mark Twain's death, 1909. Uh, I know this one. He predicted his own death. Mark Twain was born just two weeks after Halley's Comet appeared in the skies in 1835. As he remarked to his biographer who published his book in 1909, quote, it is coming again next year and I expect to go out with it. It will be the greatest disappointment of my life if I don't go out with (laughs) Halley's Comet. It may have sounded like a joke and it was likely intended as such. But true to his word, Twain died on April 21st, 1910, just a single day after Halley's Comet returned. How how did he die? <laughs> Suicide? That kind of sounds like a... He's like, I'm going. The next day he was like, oh, I 
My, my prediction failed. I don't want to look like a drag ass. Mark, did you see Haley's comment last night? <laughs> no! <laughs> um, oh, goodness. Benny is messaging me. Uh, 23, coffee machines, microwaves, and meal prep, 1964. Really? I, this I is mean, another one of those, I feel like, like yeah. We were heading that direction anyway. Well, it was Isaac Isaac Asimov. So Isaac Asimov, the legendary science fiction author and biochemistry professor, had a few thoughts in 1964 about what the world would look like in 50 years, or 50 years in the future. Writing for the New York Times, he told readers that by 2014, gadgetry, even back then, uh, gadgetry will continue to relieve mankind of tedious jobs. People will be able, <laughs> sorry, people will be able to cook auto meals. Uh, ready to eat. I'm calling it that from now on. <laughs> ready to eat within seconds uh, and complete lunches and dinners with the food semi-prepared, stored in the freezer until ready for processing. I went and bought my Hungry Man Auto Meal today. Yes. Uh, did you store it in the freezer for ready processing? Yes, of course. Yes, yes. I got my smart auto meal. It's low calories. <laughs> there would also be devices capable of heating water and converting it to coffee. What? We may not have any robot butlers yet, but at least we have the microwaves, coffee machines, and blue apron that Asimov promised us half a century ago. I wouldn't trust the world butlers. Little did you know, he also, uh, after that, he was like, but don't worry, when you make the food yourself, it's called a manual meal. (laughs) It's a manual meal. (laughs) We'll be having an auto meal tonight. No, no, I prepped it myself. (laughs) It was a manual meal. It was a manual meal. I like that. Oh, man. All right. 24, World War II. Uh, the French general and military theorist uh, Ferdinand Foch was, uh, also, wasn't was all that impressed with the end of World War One. In fact, he seemed fairly certain. <laughs> you know what? Honestly, <laughs> wasn't what I wanted from it. I feel like we could have done a lot more. I'm thinking we're going to have a second one. Mm, 20, 25 years. <laughs> was not impressed. Not that impressed. That is... In fact, he seemed fairly certain that the so-called war to end all wars was anything but. According to Mm. Winston Churchill, when Foch learned of the peace treaty of uh, Versailles, he was deeply displeased that Germany would be... Versailles. Oh, yeah. Versailles. I was like, sorry. It took me a second. I was like, is there a peace treaty? You're right. You're right. It's Versailles. He was deeply displeased that Germany would be left largely intact and remarked to Churchill, this is not peace. It is an armistice for 20 years. Pretty much. Yeah. It turns out he was pretty darn close. World War II officially began exactly 20 years and 68 days later. That's very, that's a very accurate. Like someone came to his like you're 68 it, days off, dude. Sorry, bro. You're slipping. Uh, and then at the end of World War II, he was like, you know what? I wasn't feeling the sequel either. <laughs> Give it thinking, 60, 70 more years. We're doing a third one. I'm thinking 2020. <laughs> once, yeah. once, once the technology catches up. Not I'm not. <laughs> I'm not going to be the one that predicted yeah, yeah, yeah. that. Damn, <laughs> predicting World War Three. Of all the things to predict, yes. number 25, waterbeds. Hell yeah. So did you also predict that they were beds. like, it was like a window where they were popular? It was like uh, 70s, 80s. Yeah, yeah. It was a window and then people We had one when I was a kid. Yeah, I was going to say, then it was yeah. like in the 90s, yeah. they were still like, they weren't like Kinda, popular, yeah. but they were still a thing. They and still now, a they're thing, not yeah. a thing. They're not a thing. Well, you know, there's some dude on like a pool float. Like, I could sleep like yeah. this, bro. They were all, oh, they were awful. He uh, actually just passed out. And his <laughs> friends was like, "Oh my god, you look so well rested, so <laughs> comfortable." But make sure you keep it plugged in so you don't like freeze to death overnight because you know just thermodynamics. Also, don't put anything sharp. Do not keep your keys in your pocket while yeah. you sleep. If you roll over. <laughs> Make sure you fill it up enough. Yeah, there were a lot of work. Yeah, there were a lot of problems. Were a lot of work. With, uh, uh, so 1961 is when they were predicted. Most people remember science fiction writer Robert Heinlein. Of course. It was Robert people. Heinlein? What? As the author. I know. <laughs> I like as, Robert Heinlein. As the author who predicted the Cold War. Are you being serious? Yeah, I'm serious. I, oh, okay. I like Robert Heinlein books. Okay. Yeah. Predicted the he Cold War and nuclear arms yeah, race that dominated much of the late 20th century. Sure, that's pretty impressive, but we're way more impressed with how he inspired the waterbed. His 1961 novel, Stranger in a Strange Land, contained a convincing detailed description of a mattress filled oh, with yeah. water. Which I he called never a, even thought about that. Which he called a hydraulic bed, though he never capitalized on actually bringing them to fruition. Just a decade later, in 1971, art student and inventor Charles Pryor Hall secured a patent for the thing. I've read the novel. I never, because I mean, obviously I read it when I was, waterbeds were already a thing, so I never really thought about it. Yeah. Hmm. That's funny. Hmm. 
Hydraulic bed after you I have like your after name. you have your auto meal. <laughs> it's, it's actually like one of those sleep numbers. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Yeah. More full, less full. I More just, full, less full. I want to sleep slightly angled to the left today. <laughs> it's a little cold. Let me turn on the heater. It turns. You know, I want some jets in this. That's just a jacuzzi. Yeah, it's a jacuzzi <laughs> bed. Uh, Twenty-six screensavers, nineteen sixty-one. Heinlein's Stranger in a Strange Land is about alien creatures trying to fit in with human society. And within that, the narrative, he creates a typical middle-class home of the future that isn't far off from what we have today, uh, per, uh, particularly when it came to personal computers. When a computer or stereovision tank, which is also, we're just, we're just gonna rename everything, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, uh, mm -hmm. was left unattended, Heinlein wrote, it became disguised as an aquarium filled with animated guppies and tetras swimming around. Or as it's more commonly described half a century later, a screensaver. Interesting. Uh, the Two Moons of Mars, 1726. You know, I'm surprised we haven't come across a conspiracy that uh, screensavers are mind control. Let's start one. Like, why does Microsoft give me only these screensavers? I mean, I mean, if you think about it, people are obsessed with things hitting the corner because they were so used to watching that DVD sign mm -hmm. and getting so excited when it got close to the corner. Dell had their own version. It was like a little like truck or something that would like drive on your around the edge. Yeah, yeah. Dell, bro. Not yeah. as fun. Should have bought a Dell, bro. You actually had, you were sit watching going, oh, it's going to get a flat tire. It's going to get a flat. <laughs> Excuse me. I'm very like burpy right now. Oh, Jesus. Got Rick over here. The Two Moons of Mars, uh, 1726. More than 100 years before we learned that Mars has two moons, Phobos and Deimos, Jonathan Swift made an educated guess about the red planet in his 1726 novel, Gulliver's Travels. He wrote about two lesser stars or satellites which revolved about Mars. Even more remarkably, he, re he predicted their exact size and speeds of rotation. That's pretty impressive. That's uh, like you're from Mars impressive. Yeah. Um, <laughs> How do you know about this? Guessing? Why, why are you <laughs> then like a, ten, like a tentacle comes out <laughs> like, uh, given that no technology existed uh, yet that would have made Mars visible uh, how could Swift possibly have known this there's been a lot of from wild us. speculation yeah including theories that Swift himself might have been a Martian it was like that movie K-Pax do you remember the movie K-Pax mm. uh, it was Kevin uh, Spacey Kevin Spacey and um I don't remember. I just remember Kevin Spacey. The guy from Tron. Why can't I not think of his name right now? Jeff Tron Bridges. Jeff, Jeff Bridges. Bridges, yes. And uh, Kevin Spacey's character claims to be from a planet called K-Pax. And they're like, prove it to us. And he actually like writes out all the, the math the math for the solar system and how it all works and rotates. Huh. And they're like, oh, yeah, sure enough, that, that model works. So, it's actually kind of cool. Oh, wait. We're, oh, what just happened? Oh, my goodness. Gary broke it. I did break it. I mean... It. We're at an hour. It's a good time. Right. Yeah, you're you going to break, break it. it. Yeah. Let's do one more. Oh, okay. Okay, one more. All right. So you didn't break it that badly. So I break it that badly? No, you didn't break no, it that badly. No, you didn't. Because we were already can do one more. Oh, we can. Yeah. I'm going to see if there's... I'll well, I'll, like I'll pick one more. Us. I'll pick one more that's really good. <laughs> All right. Okay. Do we want to do antidepressants? Because we only have like two more. So uh, three more. That one sounds kind of... Antidepressants, 1931. Okay, so drugs are... I mean, drugs are already pretty... Yeah. That's just... You know, yeah, going in the Coca Cola. I was gonna definitely. say yeah, that's yeah, someone yeah. going. You know what? This cocaine's pretty good. I bet we could put it in pill form. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Uppers are nice. Then, we could use a downer though, and then regulate it and sell it and sell it. Twenty nine. Ronald Reagan and the fall of the Berlin Wall, nineteen sixty nine. Or our last one. Colin Kaepernick's football career. Okay, What's I'm actually 1745. <laughs> a gentleman yeah. by the name of Colin Kaepernick will play a game using a ball and about the, feet. About the length of one foot. <laughs> they shall call it Soccer. Soccer. Ball <laughs> <Something>. foot. <laughs> ball foot. Okay, so let's read this one. This was made in nineteen ninety-eight. Okay, so when he was just 11 years old, Colin Kaepernick was given a fourth grade assignment asking him to predict what he'd be doing with his life as a grown-up. If you'd expect Kaepernick to write football player, you'd be close. But no, the future NFL quarterback wasn't about to be that vague. Quote, I hope to go uh, to a good college, he wrote, then go to pros and play on the Niners or Packers, even if they aren't good in seven years. The San Francisco 49ers, as you may recall, uh, picked Kaepernick 
uh, in the second round in the 2010 NFL draft and for another look into the crystal ball. Okay, 25. Okay. So he predicted which team he was going to play for. Okay, that part. And it was I also mean, a 50-50 chance because he picked two. Right. It's less. I impressive. mean, considering it was through a draft, I guess that is pseudo okay. impressive yeah. but at the yeah. same time it's kind of like, like a if you're gunning for a specific yeah. team i mean there's a chance yeah yeah anyway enjoy your auto meals i'm gonna go get an auto meal auto meal i kind of need an auto meal right go to mcdonald's and hungry. ask them if they have one yes i would like a number four auto meal please <laughs> I'm sorry, what was that, sir? Hey, number four, automate. Why don't we both have slight British <laughs> accents? We live in Colorado. That doesn't make any Colorado. sense. Colorado. Colorado. <laughs> Thank you for watching this episode of Mystery Cast right here on Tales of Earth. Uh, if you want to find, we'll start with Andy. Where can they find you, Andy? I am Fry. I'm the Andy on Netflix. You can see season two starting Thursday. Um, also, Instagram if you want to go it's check that out. Got full frontal. Whose is a big surprise? <laughs> What? 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 <laughs> I genuinely did. He was talking. I didn't hear what you said. Because it's got full frontal. I said, whose is the big surprise? <laughs> it's Gary. Dan. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Dante Producer or on Twitch at Silo91. Yes. And you Gary. Can find me on YouTube at Film Circuit, Twitter at Film Circuit, and Instagram at Northward Films. I apologize for my stuffy nose. It literally like just started happening as we were sitting down to talk, so... I swear, if we get sick because of you, I feel fine. I'm gonna punch you in the face. I can't help it if it just started. Okay. In ye old face. Ye old face. Thank you for watching this episode. Also, we do like answering your questions, so if you have a question, please leave it in the comment section below. (laughs) Thank you. Bye. Bye.